Hi, everyone. I'm Liam Sanyo from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Kenneth Dyer, Senior Scientist at the Helmholtz Diabetes Center in Munich, and Dr. Joanna Moore, Animal Welfare Scientist and Named Information Officer at GlaxoSmithKline. Dr. Dyer and Dr. Moore recently joined us for a webinar to present applications of automated home cage activity monitoring and discuss how it can be used to improve animal welfare, optimize study design, and drive animal behavior and physiology research. Let's get right into it. How easy do you find data collection and analysis using the DVC? Would it be easy, for example, for an inexperienced technician or a grad student to pick up? Uh, And Joe, I'll let you lead this question. I think it would depend on their background experience. They would need a certain amount of understanding of statistical packages because while the DVC data is the the interface of the DVC analytics is very user friendly, in my opinion, and my when I've been using it, and it will give you some answers, but it doesn't give you the full statistical package that you need. So. Ideally, you'd need it. you can download it fairly quite easily, and you can choose the time frames that you want and what animals you want to get, what cages you want to observe. Download it into an Excel file. But I was very fortunate that I had a great biostatics statistics team to help me, and I think you really need some understanding of statistics. And one of our MSc students is actually doing. He's a statistics MSc student. But he's doing his MSc with the uh, data from the DVC for this study actually done talking about. Excellent. Thanks, Joe. And Ken, what's your experience like with data collection and analysis? Do you find it fairly simple or do you think it would be easy to pick up? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward to do the online monitoring for sure. I I can figure it out. I'm not too tech savvy, but I think uh, my problem is I'm I'm trying to run many, many studies simultaneously, filling up the, the rack with different cohorts at the same time. This is another feature, let's say that is a good thing and a bad thing in, in the sense that you accumulate data quite fast. And so it does take some time, like in any study, to sit and parse the data and organize the cages. This is pretty straightforward with the user interface, but I'm a little bit lazy, obviously. So I, I tend to accumulate data and then wait till then I, I find time and motivation to download it. So I guess this is a good thing and a bad thing about having all the data on the cloud all the time. Excellent. And Ken, actually, a question came in during your presentation. Can you just comment on how the locomotion index is extracted from the locomotor DVC data? Yeah, so the the data itself is average of of all of the the groups or all of the mice in the group that I that I showed today. You can do this individually per cage. You can bin it in different ways. You can bin it according to minutes or hours or only the light phase or only the dark phase. This you have to set up on the on the user interface itself. But then there's different options also for the visualization itself. But uh, yeah, to to group all of the let's say my experimental groups together, this is this is pretty straightforward. And I think the the visualization is the average activity of all of the individuals within that time frame that I set. Excellent. Thanks, Ken. And here's a question that we've got a couple of times. And Joe, I'll ask you to lead this one. But how many mice can be assessed at a time per cage? Well, we have, I would say up to four, uh, depends up to four, but you. But it works best if you have the same number of animals per cage. 
but I would say three to four. Excellent. Thanks, Joe. And Ken, what are you, what have you found for this? Uh, what's the maximum number of uh, animals you've tried in one of these cages? So I'm trying to look for outliers because, I mean, mice are like people. Some of them like to move more than others. So to identify these, we try to keep it to a minimum. So we do uh, single house the male mice for, for the duration of the experiment, but this is only like a week or so. And I think the data is is only the one mouse in that case. We have a colleague here that is monitoring, like Joanna, multiple mice in the cage. And because of the location within the the grid, you can identify individual data points, I think. But uh, I haven't been doing this. Excellent. Thanks, Ken. And I think in the interest of time, we'll make this next question the last one. The question being, have you used these methods for investigating drug effects? If so, how did you do this and what did you find? Uh, maybe, Joe, I'll ask you to lead this one. Unfortunately, we were going to use this for exactly that type of study, but due to the COVID, we had to stop our DVC work for a while. So not yet, but hopefully we will be. Certainly has been done by other other people. If you uh, go to the DVC webpage, there's some, there's some uh, papers you could look at. Excellent. Thanks. And Ken, do you have any experience with using the DVC to investigate drug effects? I would say, unfortunately, yes, in the sense that so we have to, we do have to administer some drugs sometimes, and this you have to be quick. I mean, it's a normal IVC cage system, so you have to be as quick as you can open and and, and inject the mouse and put it back in there. But yeah, you can obviously compare the same individuals longitudinally before, during, and after the treatment. So I think yeah, it's actually very well suited for these types of studies. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.